Welcome to 99P Gen Z, the podcast that aims to give a fresh perspective on the macro and micro marketing trends of the moment, challenging assumed industry wisdom and giving young professionals a voice to discuss what matters most. We cover everything from social media marketing to millennial burnout and everything in between. Catch us on all major podcast platforms as well as our social media pages and our website 99pgenz.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the 99P Gen Z podcast. Today I'm joined with my fellow co-podcaster Connor Cook. Hello. And today uh, we're going to be talking about what crisis. Um, more about a company's respond to political events, crisis. Um, it's like, like a that. corporate social responsibility. There we go. That's, That's a good word. Yeah. That's the title. Um, CSR. <laughs> yeah, so, so so we've been researching about this sort of thing, um, and I think this is we. I, I don't know if we need to delve so specifically into the politics of the moment, um, but yeah, I think there's been a lot this year that uh, companies have had to respond to, adapt to, and I think it's been interesting seeing the ways that companies do respond um, and if they respond at all. So I guess one of the first questions we should really ask before we get into responses from companies is should a company respond does a company have a uh, commitment to to share their views on politics and comment on uh, social issues and change in, in the media um so do you want to start us off there connor sure um well from, from my personal perspective initially i would say if it doesn't apply directly to the company then i'd say stay clear of it which a lot of companies do do like they don't want to get pulled into the media frenzy that sometimes can happen but then maybe looking at it on a more you know a bigger picture why aren't companies getting involved why are they scared to get involved if it's uh, you know for humanitarian you know reasons uh, a big one at the moment is obviously uh, the black lives matter movement and we've also got gay pride month so there's a lot of stuff going on in the sort of corporate responsibility sort of world that uh, brands could be getting involved in. And you do see a mix of people getting involved. So uh, one example would be Bethesda. If you don't know who they are, they're like a game development company. Um, and a classic response, I guess, you probably have seen an example of it, is companies change their logos on social media to a variant where it includes the sort of gay prides colors um, or more recently with the, the Black Lives Matter movement, it's just a, a blackout, so just a black square. Um, Bethesda in particular, they've changed all their logos to the Gay Pride uh, variant, so removed all the colors and replaced them with like a stripy rainbow pattern associated with Gay Pride movement. Um, and they've done that across all their region-specific accounts by the Middle East. And you can interpret that how you want, and it will be interpreted by everybody on social media who sees it, but it could be seen as they don't want to disrupt or you know rock the boat in the Middle East because I know while it is developing their sort of approach to, to gay rights, the Middle East is known for not having the best I don't know acceptance of the gay right movement. So this could cause potentially quite a big issue. Um, so I don't yeah, know, I, I, how how effective do you reckon the logo change is? Like if if I don't know. Well, you tell me. Is it important? Well, I think if we get to the start of a quote here that I have that says, uh, in today's polarized society, a brand taking a stance on a political issue has the potential to appease some but alienate many. 
so I think when we talk about Bethesda and um, their sort of response to to Pride, we, we have to consider multiple things. So we're looking at the one account in which they didn't change the logo for. This could be that they've forgotten yeah. about and don't use that account. It could be that they've thought that their audience wouldn't resonate with it. If so, do they have a responsibility to do it anyway? Or should they be doing what their audience wants? Um, do they have a responsibility to do anything at all? So I, I think when we look at a account like that, we, we have to sort of keep all these factors in mind and maybe not read too much into it um, because we, we don't want to come to conclusions that are sort of unnecessary here. But I think when you, you mentioned there that, you know, is it enough to change a logo? Um, I, I think it's interesting because a lot of the time doing something like that, so changing your, you know, your logo to be um, the Gay Pride logo or the Gay Pride flag, sorry, or uh, Reddit recently changed their logo from red to black to show support for yeah, the I noticed that. Um, Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah. So, um, so I, I looked into the Bethesda thing, by the way, and it's also uh, still normal. Uh, sorry, uh, the regular version in Russia and Turkey. Again, countries that don't have the best sort of tolerance for LGBT. Um, and the response that people, and these are people who are engaged in the company, uh, you know, active fans, uh, gamers, uh, they accuse uh, Bethesda of being skin, skin level, uh, sort of accepting of LGBT, more of like a, a front to sort of get those... Uh, brownie points, I guess, but it's, it's not really that developed of a uh, corporate social responsibility sort of strategy. It's just trying to get those quick likes. Yeah, and, and I wonder if them acknowledging its existence is more of a case of they feel like they should. Um, and we're not just talking about Bethesda here. This, it goes for most companies that maybe the change of logo or um, involvement in this sort of situation is maybe that they, they think they should and maybe it feels like the right thing to do and the right thing to appease the sort of uh, fans of their company. I, I wonder if they should take a step further than that and, you know, if, if they're going to take that initial step to show their involvement in such a cause, do they need to take that second step? And if it's, you know, donating money, raising awareness, or is the logo change enough? Uh, it's yeah, difficult well, to say, I guess, because it's, almost like it's using better than it. nothing, but... You know, it's better than nothing, but um, some of these companies... Is it there? Better... Yeah, I, I guess it raises awareness, um, shows solidarity. I disagree. I, I disagree because I feel like everybody knows that LGBT and Black Lives Matter movements are a thing. I don't think at this stage with the, a lot of mainstream causes, I don't think awareness is enough anymore. I feel like we have made people aware that's a thing. Um, I feel like if you use it purely as top level, I'm not accusing Bethesda being top level at all. They've probably got more in-depth look into this uh, than, we're, than we're making out. But I'm just saying if you use the logo by itself, I just think uh, you're potentially trying to cash in quick. It's also like uh, we spoke about this before uh, on the podcast, um, Pepsi, when they tried to place Pepsi as this thing that could uh, stop riots. Um, basically a while ago they launched a video campaign and it featured Kendall Jenner uh, and she was situated in this uh, riot situation where there was police and uh, you know the public they were writing over something it, I, I remember it being something in the, the news 
and she comes out and gives the policeman a Pepsi and all of a sudden everybody's happy because they have this Pepsi. And to me, that's very sort of, uh, I don't know, just sort of trying to cash in on, on what's happening in current affairs. And they probably didn't think too much about, you know, developing that scheme to maybe supporting, donating money to causes or something like that. Yeah, it was a trivialization of uh, Black Lives Matter, really, wasn't it? That yeah, you come up with a can of it's very on the nose. It's almost like a product placement in a film where it's so on the nose that you just sort of have to. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Away. If you're going to do that, I see that as a net negative on your company. Like you've not gained anything. The same with the logos. I feel like if you just change your logo, you've not really done anything except for make me personally think that you're just trying to do a quick sort of cash in on, hey, look at this, we've changed the logo, we support gay rights or Black Lives Matter. I think I'd rather see your logo stay the same and you produce maybe a blog saying how you've helped or plan to help going forward. Because I think just changing a logo is just very sort of trivial at this point. Like you said, awareness now for me, it doesn't really do much. We all know what's going on. So is it best then if the company's not going to make a stance on it further than maybe changing a logo, is it best to not change the logo at all and avoid the conversation? Or, it, you know, I guess, I guess, is it better than nothing? Or do we say... Is that, it better than nothing? I'd say no. Yeah, I, th- I think you always set an expectation then that once you've said, okay, you know, we're going to show our support for, if it's Black Lives Matter, Pride or any other social issue, I feel like you have to commit further than that and say, you know, we're going to change our logo and we're also going to change if it's our policies or anything like that. Um, I think to show some change further than just, you know, someone photoshopping the logo in one way or another, to me means a lot. Well, I mean, I think when, when the logo change first came about, I think probably a lot of people were quite sort of grateful to have that sort of support from companies. And then year after year, every time you have a gay pride month, uh, the companies do it again and nothing really changes like you have I don't know which other companies change the logos um, after a while it just seems a bit sort of it's not adding any real value um, I'd rather see some actual action from the company yeah it, I think it's it's interesting as well that um, we, we, we sort of personalise companies here and say that companies respond to these issues you know it's it's normally not that the CEO says something or if the CEO does something, it's interpreted as, you know, that's Pepsi's viewpoint on this. That's Reddit's viewpoint on this. It's interesting that they become people that have opinions. Um, Cause I don't think that used to be a thing as, as much as it is now. Well, I read it. I read into this as well. It can come both ways. A company can be led top down by the CEO and the CEO is going to say, you know, uh, we're going to be more supportive of whichever community or whichever cause. And they can set that out or the pressure can come from uh, lower ranks, maybe younger people who are a lot more uh, you know, socially conscious and driven, so they can suggest things, you know, the company emails, they can email HR and they can suggest doing this, and that can change that way. But I think if you kind of do it top level, i.e. logos, I think with social media these days, brands are a lot more transparent, and also um, the general public, your audience, they're going to be able to see right through it. If you're just changing a logo, like like I've mentioned with on Reddit, people commenting on Bethesda and their actions, they see it as, as top level and they just don't buy it. So there's no point. You've got to follow it through because people aren't dumb. Do you think this comes from that now that we have 
uh, companies have social media and they act a bit more transparent with, you know, they're, they're trying to connect with their audience. Do you think that as they've sort of become a bit more transparent and have put a sort of face to the name, do you think that's now why people are asking for them to comment on social issues? Or is it more that humanity as a whole are tackling social issues and we'd like everything to sort of follow suit? Um, I think there's, I think, I think a bit of both really. Uh, I think generally as uh, a population, we are striving to get more sort of equal rights for everybody because the way things used to be used to be a bit archaic. So I think everybody's trying to be a bit more, be a bit more equal. There's also, um, like you said before, people want to believe in a brand that they sort of buy from. So they do a bit more fact checking beforehand. Like you said, people check how they respond to crisis. If you don't like that, then you potentially lose a buyer if you don't you know, perform the way uh, your audience expects. I mean, but let's turn it on you. If you saw, I don't know, Tesco, for example, if you saw they behaved badly on social media or didn't support something you believed in, would you then start shopping at Sainsbury's? I think it's interesting because to me, I, I don't think it really matters to me that much that it's good to see companies actually taking action and doing something. I think the little things to me, such as changing a logo, even a social post about it, personally don't matter. I understand that they raise awareness. I understand that they have a purpose, but to me as a buyer, they don't influence me. I think what would influence me more is if they really backed something I believed in and, um, you know, if it was invested money or time or resources towards that cause. Um, and it's interesting that when we talk about, you know, someone, something like Tesco, who is just a, you know, you go there and you get your shopping. It's interesting that we expect Tesco to respond to great political social issues. Yeah. Um, uh, I think is it a generational thing? Because I, I know... That's what I was going to bring up. Because I think part of it is the, the sort of millennials that we have now and, and Gen Zs, I think, are so uh, connected through social media to companies, to people, to influencers that... Um, you know, if an influencer is saying, buy this product, we buy that product. Um, and I think that's more personal than when it used to be that the TV tells you to do something, so you do that. So I think now that when we have, if it's an influencer representing a company and saying, you know, we stand with Black Lives Matter, or, you know, we're using it a lot as an example, but we mean general social issues and uh, yeah. overall. I, I think that now you can sort of personalize the brand. Um, and so you almost form greater opinions on that brand i think whereas it used to be that you'd form your opinions um from a sort of television advert you wouldn't really form an opinion on that sort of brand personality yeah so how do you think older generations are influenced then or how do you think they perceive these these changes if you were to ask your mum or your dad how they perceive you know a logo change do they, do they see that as just like a, a trivial thing or do they see that and go, well, maybe it's science change perspectives if, you know, this company's doing it? I think it's interesting that the conversation, um, for, from my experience with the older generations, isn't as much focused on social media, isn't as much focused on, um, you know, response in that way. I think with older generations, you have more of an impact maybe with television ads, um, maybe with press releases and things like that. Um, so 
but I do think the effects are still there. And I think especially because you have so many young people pushing the conversation, yeah. um, that I, I think the older generations are also willing to commit to that conversation. And, you know, when you have social media, like Facebook uh, and Twitter, and you have... Well, it's part of the, it's the transition. Yeah. It's a transition from, uh, you know, a lot of people are now saying Gen Z and millennials are, are becoming the, the buyers for B2B or B2C. Uh, so companies ultimately have to listen to them because we're going to be the ones driving their business. In, in yeah. Almost now, like, there's a lot of companies starting up uh, with younger generations that are driving business and they're changing the way they do things in terms of sustainability and social matters. So, kind of to wrap up here, uh, what are your key takeaways from this podcast? Um, I think uh, for companies considering acting on social media to show their support for whichever social matters they want to comment on, I think make sure it's not just top level, i.e., just you know changing the logo. Um, maybe write a blog post uh, documenting how you plan to change or how you plan to support or something you have done, maybe even a donation here or there. But uh, as long as it's you know, followed up, so it's not just a single item that you forget about until next year, because people will see that it's very, um, what's the word? Is it shallow? Yes, yes shallow. False. Yeah. yeah. Showy, it's, it, isn't it? Showy. Because if you're just doing that, you, you might as well not do it because if, if it's just like one tweet, then it's probably going to get a couple of likes and that's it. Like it's, I don't think it's that worth it because you run yeah, the risk of, if it, it, like, if it is showy, like we say, you just run the risk of getting a negative response because people will pick up on that. It's false. It's, uh, it's not developed. It's just a, a quick cash for social acceptance. Yeah, I think for me, linking on to that, my sort of key takeaway is that it isn't about... Um, you know, the changing of the logo and things, they're great to show solidarity, but it really, the change sort of comes within if you address your business structure and say, you know, we should uh, look for more equality between employees or, you know, we should provide a better workplace for the employees or whatever address, issue you're addressing. I think it comes yeah. from within. And if you can be a part of that change by addressing your company and what's actually happening inside the company, it makes much more difference than just, saying that you're a part of it you know i think you really have to make the change and if more companies addressed issues in this day then we would see a great social change yeah i think uh, another good point that we've not really spoken about um would be maybe ask your employees who make up your brand what are their takes on it because then you can respond as a whole as a company um, and then it'd feel a lot more authentic that way yeah i think authenticity is huge here um and I really think that the worst thing you can do is put out a response that doesn't seem authentic and then you run yeah. the risk of just offending everyone. Nice. All right, um, well, let's leave it there. Then. Before we wrap yeah. up, I just, before we go, I'd like to say that um, BDB has started its own initiative, uh, the Be Kind initiative, in which we will be um, interacting with the community uh, around us. So this would be a prime example to keep your eyes on because we aim to do things authentically through Be Kind. Um, and we also have some quite interesting blogs and the, the knowledge issue of authenticity, which you can go check out. So make sure you do that. Yeah, so thank you very much for listening. Um, 
uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be starting the BDB Be Kind initiative soon, and I think it'll be interesting to follow. And hopefully, we'll bring it up in a podcast soon. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening, Connor. Thank you for joining me on this one. All right, uh, we will talk to you, you all soon. Thank you very Sweet. much. Bye.